0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for coming.
1: Who are you welcoming back?
0: Everyone. All three <laughs> listeners. All ten, they're downloading in their tens. Uh, yes. Yes. It's pretty pretty small
1: show coming up. Tonight. Yeah. We've got a huge show for you tonight. Only we don't. Tonight? Today? What is it? What time of the day is it? Oh, who knows? Apparently, this yeah. podcast has been described as two blokes at a bar talking. Wow. Who said that? Uh, the old bird at work. <laughs> and then so she sh- you're gonna t- You're <laughs> going to tell her to listen to this episode as well. And then she said... It was the old bird.
0: <laughs> and then she said,
1: and about halfway through, I nodded off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 electric listening <laughs> electric content niche niche content. yeah it's pretty niche's <laughs> got a, it's got a niche you gotta find <laughs> your niche have you, have you got a niche what's your niche yeah yeah uh you know a few different things <laughs> yes yeah. my yeah. my niche is my niche is um the mexican uh, football team, El, El Tri, <laughs> uh, I'm an expert on them. I just wrote a column for uh, The Guardian about their tournament. Oh, yes. So any questions you have about how Mexico did at the World Cup and what the way forward for them is, uh, I would be very happy to answer those questions. How many, when
0: was the last time Mexico 30?
1: got through no. uh, to the quarterfinals? Uh, 1986, which is when they hosted the World Cup. So that is the answer for them to host a World Cup, which they will be doing, of course, in 2026. They, they will are, be hosting they... group games before all the important matches uh, get staged in the continental United States. Yeah, it's a pretty dumb way of uh, staging the tournament. But
0: Mexico are perennial second-round uh, losers.
1: Correct. This is the seventh World Cup in a row where they have gone out at the round of 16.
0: Which is amazing, because they've always looked
1: good in the group stages,
0: and then they just yeah. sort of blow it when when <laughs> when it comes to proper knockout tournament football.
1: Well, they, they, I mean, part of the, the curse of... Uh, uh, La Maledicion del Quinto Partido, the curse of the Quinto Partido, the, the fifth match. They've never made it to the fifth match, not since nineteen eighty-six at a World Cup. Part of the curse, part of the legend of the curse is that they've always come up against a very good teams. So in nineteen ninety-four they played um, Stoichkov's Bulgaria. Um, then the nineties the other ninety-eight, two thousand and six, I think they played Argentina. Um, you know, they've gone out to Germany, I think, uh, this year, obviously they went out to Brazil. The only time they've they've faced anything less than top tier opposition in the round of 16 was in 2002 when they went out to the U S so they have, they have not had luck on their side. They have not been able to pull an England as it were and draw, you know, Panama, Tunisia and, uh, and, and, you know. Get but, through the round of sixteen, playing a playing a crappy Colombia yeah. team. So, yeah,
0: unlucky, unlucky Mexicans.
1: Well, we'll come to England and
0: Colombia and or Colombia mm.
1: uh, mm. to, mm. to adopt
0: mm. the Lucy Zelic via uh, Mary Costaquita's style of pronunciation. Colombia, you know everything. She's copter pasting in the uh, Australian uh, uh, social media. Because of her insistence on uh, over ethnicising uh, all of the players'
1: names, isn't it? Isn't it more that just see? I mean, obviously, I'm on her side when it comes to this, um, and I, I, I do believe that Romelu Lukaku would uh, agree with her. But uh, isn't it more that she's just sort of? Yeah, I mean, you always want to, you know, have have a bit of a go when it comes to pronouncing these names. Yeah, but, Some, but you don't over it. You got she got got most of them wrong, and also just pronounces them in a generic sort of woggy voice. Yeah, yeah, it's like Mary Kosnikales Kosovo. Kosovo, <laughs> Kosovo Kosovo Kosovo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, pronouncing, I don't, know, yeah. It's more like Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just like he's Italian <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like a it's a bit unexpected. Yeah, no, but it's 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 good to see. And um, you know, why does uh, Craig Foster have a woggy accent? Have we figured that out. Yet? <laughs> hey, he's the spiritual successor to Andrew Scott. But, I mean, do we actually have an answer to that question yet? Because it's probably the most burning question (laughs) in Australian football. Yeah. Forget
0: whether the Socceroos, you know, what what style of play the Socceroos need to adopt. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) The most pressing question. He could be stealth, stealth wog. Like, I don't know if he's actually half (laughs) wog and was raised by sort of, you know, Croatians or something. (laughs) So I met the the first time uh, with the Socceroos, what we really need to do is, (laughs) you know. Well, he's a bit like um,
0: the uh, second row for Queensland, I think he's. um, uh, Michael Maguire, who uh, on the tippy-tappy commentary is referred to as the secret ethnic because he doesn't talk like (laughs) It's weird that this bloke from Far North Queensland, uh, Matt, does a slightly woggy accent, and they're uh, uh, very happy for the boys and all this kind of crap. So, um,
1: yeah, I wonder if Harry Maguire from from the England side also has a woggy accent. Well, I'm sure if we got on the Harry, on the Harry, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane. Harry Kane. <laughs> Your... Are you gonna play? Are you gonna play our exclusive interview with Harry Kane after the Panama match? Are you gonna play that?
0: Yes, for yes. us uh,
1: later on. Maybe just splice that in in post.
0: Yes, yes, I will. Just fix it yeah. in post.
1: I say to say, I just, just. I mean, I know we'll get on to England later, but Harry Harry Maguire does look just have that classic stinky schoolboy look about him. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and it's good to see because I mean England needs that. That's what they've been missing. I mean Frank Lampard had a bit of that, but Paul Sculls had it. Yeah, Skulls had it. Mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Sculls had it a bit. But you know Harry Maguire seems to just really just bring it. He just embodies it. These, uh, yeah. It's with
0: like the strangely shaped forehead, the eyes, yeah. Yeah. the whole the whole look. It's, uh it, he's not up to much
1: yeah to yeah much. i see that i see that his uh his partner is called fern it's interesting
0: yeah. isn't it yeah. fern
1: yeah. well as you say we'll come we'll come to it let's let's
0: talk about australia and uh mm. Mm. australia mm. and its and you know our disappointment at the exit uh to what was frankly uh a group where where we could have gotten a result and which which we could have gotten out of uh, yeah. the the Peru game was probably the most anticlimactic experience I've had as an Australian football uh, supporter since um, oh maybe since uh, Germany twenty
1: ten yeah uh, yeah at, at least at least they saved their worst match until last so there was still some excitement going into the final group group match, which yeah. is what you
0: want, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's what you
0: want. Now, I'm not sure if you did see the uh, the Craig Foster analysis uh, after the game, but, you know, you went on this diatribe about Australian football needs to take a long, hard look at itself and w- make, a, make a decision about what style of football it wants to play. Um, and it seems to fall into two camps. The Ange Postacoglu, have a go, you mug... Uh, let's try and be attacking footballers and play in the tiki taka Barcelona light style. Yeah. Um, or the other camp, which is the the, the containment uh, style, be compact at the back, hard to break down, and maybe nick a goal or two uh, on what is actually a very slow counter attack, um, mm. and hope that the the fine margins uh, fall your way, i.e., mm. the VAR decisions, the offsides, uh, those kind of half chances that yeah. invariably fall to someone who's not quite good enough to uh, put the ball in the back of the net um, and and try and win a well and try and you know be be happy with making making a group and from time to time making it out of the group. Uh, whereas the uh, the, the tiki taka light is, according to Craig Foster, the only way that you that, that Australia will ever win the World Cup, um, and that and that might be right, but um, I don't I don't actually imagine that we'll ever see Australia win a World Cup in our in our respective lifetimes. Uh, so,
1: how, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Timsey? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm Firmly in the. It's weird, as just as a first comment, it's weird to see uh, Craig Foster and uh, Ange Postecoglou agree with each other. I don't think they've uh, they've ever really done that before. But uh, now that Ange is out of the picture, I guess you know they basically are from the same school of thought, aren't they? When it comes to how Australia should play. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I I share that belief. I mean, what's the point of getting to a World Cup if you're going to play sort of Safety first, you know. Hope, hope that de- hope the decision falls your way. Kind of football. It's not inspiring. It's not fun. It's basically a case for it's a ca- It's a case for hope rather than um, expectation. And right? Ambition, and yeah, right, right, right. Rather than ambition. I mean, what's the point of doing any of this stuff if you're not going to take any risks? Like you've got to, you know. And I guess, I guess, the counter argument from the Bert van Marwijk, um, what so you got? You're moving around a lot there. Your your microphone is making a lot of noise. Um, <clears throat> your know, Bert, stop! I think stop moving. Just stay still. That's yes. what I would recommend. Still head, still head. Focus on the ball. Um, you know the the counter argument from the Bert van Marwick uh, Pim Verbeek, um, Olga Hoziek sort of school would be. Um, you know, we don't have the players to sustain the the coglu approach. We don't have the individual quality. We don't have the the talent, um, and that may be true. But I think you've got to you've got to you've got to sort of allow that talent to develop. And you're not going to allow it to develop if you play, you know, boring football. I mean, there's 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 nothing there was nothing really exciting about the way that we played at this world cup and and i think that you know you've got to you've got to take risks all through the football ecosystem which is you know partly i mean i'm sort of half joking but half serious at the same time partly why i i like the fact that Lucy Zelich is out there doing the silly pronunciations of the names because you know it's it's She's having she's having a go. She's taking some risks with her pronunciation, <laughs> and that's exactly the kind of spirit you want to foster. I mean, it's the same, I think, in in writing about uh, football in Australia. We don't we don't have a tradition of having a go when it comes to writing about the game either. It's always you know like you know it has to be written in that kind of boring staccato one sentence paragraph style that we've inherited from tabloid journalism. So. Well, that's um, that's sports journalism in Australia generally, but uh, you know yeah. we don't want to go yeah. down that rabbit
0: hole just yet. But um,
1: but I mean, yeah, but you know, take take risks with the way that you write about football. Take risks with the way that you pronounce the footballers' names. If you're you have sort of some commitment to to sort of um, accuracy in pronunciation, um, and take risks with the way you play football. I think you know we have one player who. Right now, maybe one and a half players who have uh, the kind of talent to sustain a, a sort of, you know, poster Coglu style. High tempo. Approach to the game, right, high tempo, you know, the German high tempo style, the Jurgen Klopp sort of Bayern Munich 2013 high tempo style. You know, pressing always on the front foot, attack at all costs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they are Daniel Arzani and maybe half of Tom Rogic when he can actually be bothered. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you know, and willing runners like Matthew Leckie, I guess. I guess he could sort of fit fall into that camp as well. But um. Um. You know, what? Yeah. I mean, I. I just think that we should be playing. More like that, and and like I say, what is the point of getting to a World Cup and hoping that things will just fall your way? It's more fun ultimately. When I think when neutrals look back on this tournament um, and look at our group in particular, um, the the team that didn't make it out that they were like most is not Australia. Or like more rather, it's not Australia. It's Peru because they did come out and. And just sort of take their chances, and yes, it didn't work for them. So the pragmatists in the Bert van Marwijk camp will say, "Well, they failed. They, they failed as well, isn't it? Isn't it better to fail with a higher likelihood of success?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, sort of, but who, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. Are we, what are we here
0: for?" <laughs> yeah, failure, failure is still failure, uh, and right. and this is what we were saying after after the France game, right? It's like it doesn't. It doesn't matter that, we, for all intents and purposes, we were in the competition, and France were actually kind of not not that good uh, in that mm. in, the, in that particular game. I mean, they they scored two goals, and we scored one, and we ended up with zero points. The end. Right,
1: right, um, right, and and right, and and both of our both of our goals came from penalties. We didn't score a goal from open play. No, and that's that's not how it was
0: in two thousand and fourteen. Um, I mean, you know, sure it was a bit of a hit and hope uh you know park park football uh wonder strike but I mean Tim Cahill did score one of the goals of the tournament in uh, 2014. Uh sure. You know, and uh, that I think that and I think that that only does come from playing the kind of pasta co tiki taka life. You're not going to you're not really going to get anywhere playing like a sort of bad version of glorified futsal where everyone right. defends uh in numbers and then you look to counter uh, except the counter attack is just incredibly slow, and we find that we 're going backwards more often than we are going forwards
1: right uh, yeah, so... yeah i mean i 'm I'm, I'm not saying that you, you you need to sort of sacrifice structure and discipline and all of those things, of course, you need all of those elements as well i'm just saying that you want to incentivize you know the players who want to have a bit of a crack and do the tricks and the flicks you want to incentivize them to to do that not in a kind of overly indulgent way but you just want to allow a bit of space for fantasy a bit of space for magic in the game right and i mean if you build if you sort of build the whole footballing culture around this kind of ultimately Pretty defensive, um, cautious, counter style. Then that's the that's the thing that you're going to be left with for generations and generations. So this is the opportunity now to to make a decision. I mean, I, you know, I don't think it's quite as definitive as you know um, uh, you know a decision will be made by someone in a room and that will be the way Australia <laughs> plays in perpetuity. I think this debate will rage, rage. on. And, as as has the last decade really yeah um but you know but 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 i think that's the most important thing is is you know to give players like daniel arzani or the, the 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 daniel arzani who is out there who we don't know about yet who is sort of five or six years old um to give them sort of the incentives to go out and 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 do their thing and try the tricks and Sort of do the step overs and all that kind of stuff i mean that's 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 what you want to see, and there's absolutely no reason why Australia can't have players like that. I just think that we um don't have more of them because we haven't encouraged that kind of behavior on the field
0: no, and that's really what you're talking about is what is going on at the at the youth level and how are yeah how are players being brought into uh, there's the uh, senior ranks, and where you have things like none of the um, strikers in the A League uh, are Australian, or those who are scoring the bulk of the goals are all are all foreigners. Then right. that that doesn't bode well for the state of you know the uh, the Australian striker uh, force. So, and we know where yeah. Australia hasn't qualified for. For an under 21s World Cup, or an, or in fact, I think even even an under 17s World Cup, then again, that just it doesn't it doesn't bode well for 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 future generations. So you know you can conceivably sort of see that it's always going to be a bit of a struggle for Australia to qualify for a World Cup. And I mean, given the way Japan uh, have played and indeed uh, Iran, I mean, Australia really was the. <laughs> The, 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 uh, the, weakest, the weakest. I mean, apart
1: from Saudi Arabia. Arabia,
0: yeah. But I mean, Saudi Arabia obviously finished higher than us in the in the qualification stages. But yeah, and I, and I didn't. I must admit, I didn't see a whole lot of their of their gameplay. But um, certainly compared to Japan, I mean, they were a far superior team to, mm. to uh, Australia. Um, mm. And so it's yeah, not.
1: Yeah, Japan were Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's not
0: actually enough to just for Australia to be qualifying for a World Cup through Asia and that gives us more competitive games and so on and so forth. It's it, it actually is a much more systemic issue that needs to be dealt with. I how we are as you say, giving the the opportunity to the to the to the five year old Harry Kuehl out there who does just want to, you know, um do the step overs and pull his
1: uh hip flexor and so on and so forth indeed yeah the two the two specialties of harry kill yeah (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i mean i mean we need to we need to be thinking about where the you know where is the next uh, romelu lukaku going to be coming from i mean we need to be producing the the Harry Canes, we need to be producing the Kylian Mbappé's, uh, you know, we need to be producing the Neymar's, uh, yeah. we need to be producing the... Philippe Coutinho. You need a French, a French pronunciation, because his first <laughs> name is Philippe. Philippe Coutinho, Uh yeah, like, I mean, all of need to be producing the next uh, Jamie Fardy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, so yeah, I suppose it's all—it's just a bit—it's all a bit, it's a bit, it's all a bit uh, deflating and disappointing, actually. That uh, that Australia has ended the tournament in such a
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I said to you after, immediately after the match that, um, in retrospect, this has probably been our most disappointing World Cup of the, of the last four, um, and I, I still agree with myself. <laughs> you know, I, 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 think, I think I was right. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, 2006 obviously was the golden generation. We got through to the second round. That's always going to be our best World Cup. Well, mm-hmm. not always going to be, but it is obviously our best World Cup. Um, 2010, you know, the golden generation still holding on. Um, we get thrashed in the first game, but then miraculously still have a chance to make it through if, if the cards sort of fall the right way in the, in the final group stage match, which we win. Brett Holman, long-range screamer. Um, but we, but we still go out, but you know, fairly, fairly decent overall. It it was looking very bad and then ended up okay. Uh, 2014, we go in with the new, um, sort of Tiki Taka, um, you know, Ange Guardiola, uh, you know, attacking blueprint. Um, don't, don't win any matches don't leave the tournament with any points but leave with a lot of pride and a lot of you know hope for the future and that hope is vindicated by the asian cup victory in 2015 this year we go in you know with a sort of interim manager short-term manager rather um you know sort of committed to shoring things up at the back and ensuring we have you know structure and we're pragmatic and play on the counter and all that kind of stuff um, you know, hopeful going to the final match of the group stage, still with a chance of making it through. And then we just play an absolute joke of a match. <laughs> yeah. We just basically, you know, collapse. Yeah. And we're undone by, frankly, a much a much better side. Yeah. Um, and I, but I suppose
0: to your point, it's not – and what I did say to you after the, after the, the, the end of the um, – French game was mm. you don't want to be going into a third game where you're hoping that results go your way uh, and you, oh, are yeah, yeah. You know, I mean you you just want to you have the opportunity against the French, go out there, give it a crack, see what happens. I mean the the Denmark game was there for the taking. Um, mm. Sure, you can argue you know you can, should Tim Cahill have come on, blah blah blah, and all that sort of crap, but. I mean that's yeah. that's ultimately neither neither here nor there. Uh, the fact yeah. remains, or well, I I remain convinced that we could have gotten a point against the French, and we should have gotten a result against Denmark. And had that had that been the case, then this would be a different a different conversation. Or in fact, maybe you would just end up deferring the conversation that we are having now until some say twenty twenty six. Uh, so I guess the the silver lining is that we can have this conversation now uh, and hope that something changes. Whether it does was probably unlikely, but yeah,
1: um, yeah, we can we can have the conversation now and uh, have it again. Uh, no one, no one, no, <laughs> no one, will listen to it, and uh, nothing will happen. Um, I'll send this to so, Frank Lowy. Yeah, just get Lowy on the just get Lowy on the blower. Lowy. Oh, oh Lowy. Uh, Um but I, the, the the final thing I'll say is this, this: all sort of underscores, um, you know, apart from how good how good your team is and all that kind of stuff, which is obviously the most important thing. But just the order that you play the matches in for a team like Australia, I think, is is very important. So you know, in two thousand six, yeah. we, we had sort of the gettable game first. We've never really had the gettable game first since then. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so having there having the having the gettable game, and I suppose even in that respect, you know, I mean, well, we all know we all know what happened um, in those final those mad last seven minutes or eight uh, eight minutes or whatever it was. But I mean, it wasn't looking good for Australia, uh, yeah, for for a long part of that game. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's Australia. It's disappointing. Uh, it's another four years. We'll have this. Uh, we'll put this conversation in the in the archive and. Bring it out uh, when we're in Qatar and see what, if anything, has changed.
1: Qatar or Qatar?
0: Qatar, Qatar. <laughs> see you, uh, see you in Qatar. Uh, <laughs> well, let's move on to the round of sixteen games, mm. as people like yeah. to uh, refer to it. Uh, yep. Your your pick of the your pick of the games, and I, I've got to say for for mine, as they like to say. Mm. Probably, uh, probably a toss-up between uh, France, Argentina, and uh, um, uh, Belgium,
1: Japan. Oh, wow! Controversial, mm. controversial selections there. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. I mean, I mean, the pick of the games was clearly um, Uruguay, Portugal, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. I mean, I know that. Look, I know that. You just like sort of Ange Postacoglu-style fantasy football. So, yes, of course, France, Argentina, Belgium, Japan, 4-3 and 3-2, very exciting matches, lots of great goals scored, um, you know, terrific finish, obviously, in Belgium, Japan. Um, but, I mean, just the, 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 the Bert van Marwijk purist that I am, I really like Uruguay, Portugal because they both play this kind of, you know, very tactical, very technical and tactical, um, <laughs> you know, sort of pragmatic Atletico Madrid influenced um, style. And so they were quite similar in style. So it was always this question of who was who was going to make a move first, kind of thing. Yeah, um, and Uruguay just had obviously, you know, a finisher and. Um, exceptionally good form, so they benefited from that but i thought I thought it was a really interesting tactical battle, um which was maybe not so much the case with france argentina Belgium Japan obviously, I'm just being uh, contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, yeah Argentina was um, france argentina had the best had the best goals <clears throat> um Belgium Japan was the most exciting match
0: yeah, I mean that the Argentinians were actually by and large were rubbish.
1: Yeah, they, they were. They were. But they also, I think, played into the, France's hands a lot. And France kind of only found their way of playing sort of by accident. Yeah. Right? It was only because the, the Argentines were trying to hold on to the ball so much and force it and be the, be the possession team. And then France was able to hit them on the counter with Bappe just running at a trillion miles an hour. And you know, obviously, finishing very well. Yeah, but yeah. that wouldn't have. It was yeah. So I'm not sure that that's the game that um, the French are going to have against uh, against Uruguay. Uruguay. I mean, with Uruguay is is what France was in the Argentina match. I mean, they're they're playing on the counter. Yeah. They're containing. Um, so who's who's going to make the game between France and Uruguay? I'm not really sure. Anyway, but yeah, I, Argentina were rubbish, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, Uruguay are, are an interesting one. I mean, they're, in some respects, they're a bit of the they're they're probably the darkest of the dark horses. Uh, no yeah. one's sort of really talking about them in the way that. Uh, they are talking about Croatia, for example. Um, mm. it, but it, I suppose, in some respects, croatia's uh, Uruguay is a very good example for what Australia can be doing. I mean, given that, given that Uruguay failed to quali- famously failed to qualify for 2006, mm. uh, their performance in the last two World Cups has generally been, you know, as generally been excellent right i mean they have yeah. sort of gone from not qualifying to being what was it semi in 2010
1: yeah i mean well they are they are a great footballing nation uh, mates i'm not sure if you're aware of this but they did actually win the world cup in 1930 and then again in 1950 yeah i'm yeah, i'm aware of that not not sure if you knew that that's I a little know. more impact about <laughs> europe life. yeah
0: i don't think the current team are, sort of uh, were around or uh, <laughs> I, I probably even watched uh, any of those games from uh, 19, Choms. 1930 Choms. or, uh, or uh, 50. So, uh, you know, they... Yeah. It's no, f-
1: yes, yes, of course. They're a, they're a nation of four million people. They're the New Zealand of football um, along with Croatia and all the other teams of four million people who made it to the round of six... Sixteen like Denmark and yeah, and uh, Sweden, just looking, Belgium, Belgium, Sweden. It's made mostly countries of four or five million people. Made it Australia's yeah. too big. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah it should just is, be j-
0: just Queensland that, that yeah. represents Australia,
1: or just the just the Central Coast Mariners. Good just case. send the Central Coast Mariners to the <clears>
0: cup as coached by Graham Arnold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Gra Gra. Agra will do a great job when he comes into the Socceroos outfit. Um, <laughs> he's going to wear the Socceroos outfit. Um, yeah, so no, no. I mean, they they are an example for us. But um, they've always had incredibly – sort of goes back to my point that um, you could make it about many other of these uh, small nations. They've always had very technical players. I mean, yeah. even that side that, that went out to us in the – Playoff in two thousand and five was a very very good side. I mean, they were they were stacked with talent.
0: Yeah, they were a good side. El Chino.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, players like El Chino, <laughs> Richard Morales. Richard, sorry, Richard Morales. And, uh, Diego, Diego uh, uh, Silva. Uh,
0: Diego uh, Silva. Diego uh, the guy with the ridiculous
1: peroxide hair. Yeah, um, and I mean now now they've got. <clears throat> Dario Silva. No, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry, D- Dario, Dario, Dario Silva. <laughs> Diego Dario, Diego is his name to his friends. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Richard Morales but, taking his shirt uh, off. What <laughs> <do you forget? laughs> Richard, Richard Morales. <laughs> That's that's the I mean that's my Lucy's version of the Lucy's electoral. Sure. If you don't, know, you just say it in a French accent. Like that'll do. That sounds about right. Um, so Diego Godin for uh, Uruguay in the defence. Now he's probably my favourite player in the tournament because he looks in the same way that Mark, he looks. He has a bit of the Mark Milligan, but he doesn't look wet. Yeah, he just looks tired. Right. He always looks like you know he's he's got a hangover. Yeah, he'd but rather, he also he'd rather be somewhere defender. else. And and he's got that he's got that sort of good weathered, sort of balding look. You know, he's got the big <laughs> he's got the big receder. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's and that's been a feature of this tournament, hasn't it? I'm with uh, Iniesta, yeah. obviously looking, you know, like a sort of forty year old accountant. He looks um, older
0: than that. I mean, you know, he's not only yeah he's he bald, like, but the hair yeah. that he's got's grey. <laughs> <So>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So, but, I mean, <laughs> uh, muy, muy bien. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've got, they've got two great players up front. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe I'll, maybe I'll
0: get on Uruguay as, uh, as a t- I mean, the teams that you would expect to beat England... Actually, I think most of the teams left in the
1: tournament you would expect to beat England, apart from mm. maybe, apart from maybe Russia, apart from maybe apart from maybe Sweden or <laughs> any of the teams they're going to face on their side of the draw. Um, I think, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, the thing with Russia, obviously, they're all drugged up. Um, <laughs> so they're they're, all
0: they're just recovering. Buddies.
1: They're recovering quicker than anyone else. Yeah, exactly, and so they, they, you know. I mean, if they spring a surprise against Croatia, then it all just sort of, it's starting, you know. I mean, that gives England the path to 270, you know, the path to 270. Got the viable path to 270, you know, electoral college uh, votes. And so <laughs> the, um, so it all starts to look very good for them. Uh, yeah, but, which, I mean, you know,
0: part of me wants to see England win. Just to see the country descend
1: into complete and utter chaos? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't particularly want to see them win. Like and I'm not saying that because I hate England or anything. I mean I I've been listening to three lions on pretty much on a loop <laughs> the last two weeks. Yeah. Just over and over again. Yeah. Um Jules still gleaming. <laughs> 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 and but you know, I just don't think they've they've been particularly good, to be honest. I mean, they were they were they've died. They, they were they weren't Eric Dier against um Colombia, but Colombia, Colombia. But, uh, but they weren't they weren't great by any means. I mean, it was a poor match of it was a poor match of football. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was kind of boring. It, right? it was it was it was boring. I mean, the the best thing about it was that it was played on such a small pitch. It looked like Highbury, but, but um. Uh, yeah, but I just don't think they're a particularly good. I just don't think they're a particularly good team. I mean, you know, you cast your eye over the draw for the quarters. Um, you know, yeah, there is yeah. many, many, much more deserving teams. I would have thought. It's, the problem is, most of them are on the other side of the draw. So I would much rather see France, Uruguay, Belgium, Brazil, uh, or Croatia win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, you... been, they've been they've been much better. Yeah, I'd rather. Objectives.
0: Yeah, I mean well, the yeah, team I mean, you talk about teams that kind of deserve it. I mean I suppose the team that's looked the goods and I I I would like to see win is Croatia. I mean they've been mm.
1: they've u- uniformly excellent. Um, well, I mean they weren't they weren't great in their second round match against Denmark. I mean that was, that were Lucky. I mean, it went to it went to a shootout. So, yeah. but it was
0: boring. I mean, it got boring because they were just playing for penalties from like the what is the fifteenth minute or whatever. So, uh, again. yeah,
1: it was yeah, it was very exciting in the first ten minutes and then in the final five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so
0: yes, they got
1: a bit lucky, but obviously you need a bit of luck to win a bloody yeah. Uh, win a bloody got to, as World Cup. Yeah, as the as the cliche says, um, you got to have one bad game on the way to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Have, you, have you watched any of the uh, Diego Maradona uh, clips, just of him uh, just cavorting cri- and gallivant, like <laughs>
1: dancing with the African woman? Yeah, and... <laughs> no, he's he's yeah. It's a it's a it's a close run thing between. Him and uh, the uh, Russians starting eleven to see who has more drugs in their system. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I. But the, the Russians. Uh, uh, wait. What is that? What is that tweet that I wrote? They had ice in their veins. Uh, ice. And I was. They had ice in their veins. I wanted to make a joke about crystal meth, oh, but yes. then. It didn't really work out that way. They had ice in their veins. I was going to say, oh, they, the Russians, they had ice in their veins or, is, or, or to give it its scientific name, crystal meth. <laughs> oh, um, yes. It was going to be a joke. What I was trying to do was a joke about the cliche that people always use during a penalty shootout. Let me explain the joke to you. The cliche during a penalty shootout and a joke about the Russian players all being on drugs. Yes. Tell me more. Yes. yes. Um, anyway, so okay. So the anyway the the second round matches were good, very good. A couple of them were a bit boring, I guess. Um, yeah. The uh, the one that we spoke about, um, Denmark game was pretty boring. Um. Yeah, the Denmark game was pretty boring. Uh, uh, Sweden, Russia, Sweden Switzerland. Spain, oh, Sweden Switzerland was also pretty boring. Russia Spain and and Colombia and England. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, which which of the uh, well let me ask you. I mean would should we just go through each of the quarterfinal matchups? Yeah. Just the quarterfinal matchups or the quarterfinals if you prefer? <laughs> scrum um, scrum France, situation. <laughs> just get into a match match matchup situation. <laughs> um, so the France La France, Uruguay, or as many of the commentators here in the U.S. say, Uruguay. (laughs) Uruguay. (laughs) (laughs) Why why do they get that? Why do they struggle? I don't know. Um, I mean, they do say, you know, shutouts and they call the draw brackets and uh, penalties, PKs and all that kind of stuff. Um, Very, very confusing when... um, Gerard PK like concedes a penalty because then it 's PK with the pK oh yes, which is probably um, the best since uh, the best sort of instance of euphoniousness in a World cup since um, uh, rats beat bats with uh, <laughs> that goal in the um, in the 19... Actually, that wasn't in a, in a... Oh, no, it was in 1986. There was a, a Soviet play with the last name Rats, and he scored this long-range goal against the French goalkeeper whose last name was Bats. Rats on Bats. Rats on Bats. Pretty good. Um, anyway, so France, Uruguay, France, Uruguay.
0: Probably going uh, I, I would expect uh, France to win that.
1: And quick sort of capsule prediction for how the game will unfold, Uh, like just in terms of the way it's played, and you know what kind of uh, match uh, it will be.
0: I I think it'll it'll probably be a pretty cagey affair. Uh, I don't I don't think, and there'll just be you know some pretty fine margins uh, in it. Mm. I think I think Suarez will probably have a quiet game. I don't base Mm. it. I don't base that on anything um, other than. The fact that he's got to go missing uh, at some point, um, mm. and uh, now that Bappe is up, uh, I think that uh, I think the French
1: uh, you know, genuinely think that they can win this thing. Um, mm. Oh, and there's no reason why they shouldn't think that beyond the fact that they don't have a system and. Uh, um uh, Giroud, uh, is uh, suspended, no? Yeah. He has a yellow card?
0: Yeah, he's got a yellow card, so
1: So I uh, they don't have uh, the pivot, they don't have a central point of their attack.
0: Yeah. Uh but look, I, I will I do expect France to uh to edge Uruguay, probably only 1-0, maybe just a, a bit of edging. Yeah. Just a bit of edging. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, Edge nice. Diego Godin. 100, 120, <laughs> Just light a candle. Hundred and twenty minutes of hedging.
1: <laughs> um, and looking, you were looking for a, a big game from Griezmann. He's been, he's what? been a bit of a, a bit of a fizzer this. Uh... Yeah, a bit of a curate's egg. Yeah, curate. I mean, he scored, he scored a couple of good penalties, but PKs. Um, you know, he scored some PKs in yeah. the in the Harry Kane style. Just bumped up his goal tally with the PKs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a uh, uh, get out there again. He was obviously uh, very good against. He's uh, <laughs> very good against Argentina. Yeah. He was uh, astonishingly good. Um, Who are you expecting French, to win? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the the French will go through, but in extra time, I've got a feeling that you know it'll be one-all or two-all or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then the French will win it um, with the uh, sort of Trezeguet-style uh, golden goal. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah
0: Trezeguet. Old, Trezeguet.
1: Trezeguet. Euro 2000. Yeah, for all the listeners out there, that was a Euro 2000 reference.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's that. Uh, what about Brazil, uh, Belgium?
1: Mm. Yeah. I, I've got a feeling that Belgium is sort of going to, uh, implode. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I mean, already the fact that they let two goals in and had to have this miraculous escape act in their second round match, um, which was very good and but also relying on people off the bench who we would not have expected to be the saviors such as Marwan uh, uh, Filigny and yeah. uh, Cha yeah um you know uh i I just yeah they they seem like they've obviously scored a lot of goals and they're a very talented team, but um this could this could be their their Waterloo, you might say <laughs> um you know, coming up yeah. against Brazil.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right that they'll probably implode. I mean, they're almost like uh, the EU version of Mexico. They sort of threaten, yeah. kind of threatened to do well, but just for whatever reason can't get their act together when it really matters.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Chich, Chich has uh, got the Brazilians playing very well. I think what's been most impressive about them is... You know, apart from the Neymar memes or whatever, is um is there is their defence? Yeah.
0: they've
1: been very they've been very good at the back and against Mexico they um I think Casemiro is actually um out for this match um so but Casemiro Fernandinho um Fernandinho. Um Um they were all <laughs> filmed They were <laughs> they were <laughs> they were <laughs> <laughs> they were excellent. Like the the Mexicans, I mean the Mexicans are a very um, uh, attacking team, uh, and and you know, really like to get down the flanks. Um but they, they basically Snuffed out the Mexican threat before it even really got to the back four. So uh, I was very impressed with them defensively. And then you know they have they have obviously great goal scoring talent. And in a in a player like Philippe Coutinho, they have you know probably probably you know up there with Modric as player at the tournament so far. I mean he's been very very good.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm just
1: trying. To, how many? Uh... Has Brazil conceded a goal? I think they've only conceded one goal. There was, they conceded the one against like, Switzerland. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think I think that's been it. I mean, they beat the Mexicans 2-0, then Costa Rica and um, uh, uh, Serbia, right? Is that right? Yes.
0: Yeah, they beat Costa Rica, dear 2-0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: they've... I mean, they haven't scored more than two goals. I don't think there's been a lot of two nils and two ones and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, just, but, uh, yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, just coming back to the French for a second, you, you, you'd be a bit concerned that you've conceded three against a pretty rubbish Argentina team. But um, so against Uruguay, whether they can afford to, can you know, be as uh, profligate or as generous in their, uh with their with their defence, uh, mm. uh, will uh, will we'll have to see. But um, I I yeah. agree with you that in terms of Brazil, Belgium, uh, both on paper and from what from what I've seen, I, I would expect Brazil to get through that um, relatively comfortably after uh, some kind of Belgian onslaught that lasts say. Twenty minutes in the first half, or something like
1: that, mm, um, mm. and then yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm
0: going to go with three one for that actually. Ooh, that's controversial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just going to go with a one nil, just a one yep. nil. Um, so that's uh that's that, and then uh, obviously uh, on the the following day, the Saturday, as it were, um, England Sweden. Hmm. What uh, what do you think there? I think this one's actually quite hard to, quite hard to pick because uh, the Swedes are going to be difficult to break down. Uh, yeah, they haven't. They uh, like the other small European nations haven't scored too many goals themselves. Mm. Uh, but Sweden's a funny one. I mean, what they came third or fourth or whatever in ninety four. Uh, mm. So it's not as though they, they have a bad World Cup pedigree.
1: Yeah, um, Thomas
0: Thomas Brolin. Yeah, Thomas Wollin, and uh, wasn't it Tor Andre Flo?
1: Yeah, didn't probably. He, I did, thought he was Norwegian.
0: Didn't he go to Chelsea? Isn't that wasn't that why he ended up at Chelsea
1: after that? Um, I thought he was Swedish. Can we just get a let's just get a price check on that with some with some keyboard keyboard noises in the background? <laughs> <laughs> he's Norwegian. <laughs> he's he's Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, he's Norwegian. That's he's what no, I said. He's Norwegian.
0: What? it a but joke.
1: Like, it's a joke. It's oh, a joke." Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Didn't say he's Norwegian. said it's Swedish. Swedish. Yeah, Thomas uh, Wallin. Yeah, no, but his his performance. He's a dual dual international, cross international rugby league for us Sweden. <laughs> played for Sweden in the rugby league World Cup <laughs> in '94. <laughs> Just a um, rangy kind of Brett Hodgson style fullback. Yeah, Brett Hodgson, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I think. Uh, you think England? I think uh, I think Sweden one nil. <laughs> um. And it's Russia. coming home. <laughs> Football's coming home. Um, yeah. uh, what are they going
0: to do if they do win? I have a, rele- you know, bring out a new single. It's come home.
1: Yeah. It's come home. It's home. It's home. It's going out again. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, it's it's look, it's a very catchy song, <laughs> <laughs> very catchy song, and I mean, it's weird that there was there was a debate uh, on Twitter before the World Cup started about whether Three Lions" or "World in Motion" is the better England World Cup song. Was there a debate on Twitter about that? Yeah, or? there was actually quite a big debate. Quite oh, yeah, a big debate flared, um, and. You know, I mean, I, I understand the case for World in Motion because it's obviously a New Order song, so it has greater musical pedigree and uh, it's got that sort of rap, sort of American rap thing with John Barnes. Yeah. Kind of sort of Blondie-like. Um, yeah. But, you know, Three Lines is obviously a lot more kitsch and catchy. Yeah. And that's, that's what you want, right? Kitsch and couch. Yeah. Couch and Kouch Okay, now. so Croatia or Russia? Yeah. Uh, you'd have you'd have to go with Croatia for this. Surely, surely the Russians can't go any further.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like what South Korea's run in two thousand and two.
1: Yeah, but not as not as good. Not as not as good. Not as exciting. Not as fun. Uh, I mean, it, it's difficult to sort of. Get behind Russia as an underdog.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't make much sense.
1: I um, mean, look, they're, they're very good. Alexander Bolovin and um, you know, uh, Denis, uh, Denis, Denis, Denis. How do you say Denis in a Denis in a Russian accent?
0: Denis,
1: Denis, <laughs> uh, Denis. <laughs> Denis, Denis, Chef, they have both been very good.
0: Um, he's Spanish. He's a he's a Spaniard.
1: He's actually <laughs> from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that's yeah. So he's he's no. Nah, it's, it's 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 all, it's all good. So
0: yeah. good.
1: I also I also like the look of the the manager. He's got quite a good look. He's like sort of got a big Phil Scolari look going. He does have a bit he, of the scalars. Um. But uh, yeah, I think I think the, the Croatians. I mean, you put just look at that team: Modric, Rakitic, Perisic, Rebić. Yeah, uh, they're all they're all they're all so good. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. And and with Manzukic up front, oh, it's quite. It's, this is quite a good game because it's the it's the battle of the two big men up front between Juba and um, Manzukic. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah i mean you,
1: as you say you expect you expect uh
0: Croatia to win and for there to be no issue uh with Russia sort of going going any further but uh
1: yeah yeah
0: who knows who knows just uh, oh god.
1: Just, just the traditional end of podcast yawning. No, I no, was just just keeping an eye on just the rabbit, just, just keeping just an eye off. on the
0: tennis. Keeping an eye on the tennis. Uh, Chilich is in uh, is in a bit of a in a bit of a bind at the moment. He was up two sets to one.
1: Oh, he's playing Paella.
0: Yeah, Paella is you know um,
1: <laughs> receiving, but he's up six five in the fifth. Um, he's a receiver. Yeah, he's the Alex de, Alex Domino. <laughs> Oh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, or Guirios, Guirios <laughs> is up six, three, five, four. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great to see. He's comfy. And, um. Yeah, Domino won. Oh, good him. Domino, he won. He won. Eh, yes. And Tsipas, Kerlise Kerdice. First and oh Baghdadis. Baghdadis is still playing he's, uh, he's a losing he's, a <laughs> he's in the first he's a losing he's finished um <laughs> uh, yeah no that's that's good good yeah. results there yeah um well there you go yeah no that's uh good good work there Timsy yeah well done we're just on the uh just on the hour so uh yeah, just, it just hit the, hit our mark. We've got the we've got the predictions. <laughs> um, we've got we've got the content, content. We got all the content. Yeah. Okay. Well, Three um, well. Yeah. See, see you. We'll to, see you after the quarterfinals. See you the day the quarterfinals finish. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for that. Okay. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye bye bye.